Welcome to Here Comes Yesterday, a weekly 15-minute podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead with your host, Frank Corrado. For St. Valentine's Day 2022, I thought it might be appropriate to talk a little about love. Most people have been in romantic love. It's a necessary prelude to the act which keeps our species going. It is energizing. It's goofy. It's a high that no drug can match. As Cole Porter reminded us, birds do it, bees do it, even educated fleas do it. Troubadours have been celebrating it since so far back. But besides romantic love as we know it, there is familial love between children and parents, siblings, even close platonic friends. Years, decades later, after its peak, love's effects can still drive us on. Once in a while, you meet someone and you ask yourself, how can this person keep going like he or she does? Where does their energy for love come from? How can they keep at it in spite of all the heartache and pain and the time and money they must commit to a life? During this terrible pandemic, the media has told us that there are healthcare people whose heroics at life-saving verge on the unexplainable. It goes beyond being professional. There is within them a higher calling, as we know. My little stories here today, while less dramatic, are nevertheless filled with wonder about friends whose lives say a lot about how much work love can be. By the way, all the names here have been changed. When she was young, Jenny went on to an advanced degree in nursing. She served in the military where she met Don. They raised four kids. Now in her 70s, she not only minds three grandchildren a few days each week, but recently she learned that Don has been diagnosed with early-stage Alzheimer's. It's kind of a shock to a lot of their friends because Don was a lawyer, an engineer, and a key expert for one of America's biggest consumer product companies. Now he's not even able to drive the family car. The so-called golden years seem to be looking a little more tarnished these days for Jenny. Love is hard work. Jack and I go back to high school days, retired about five years ago from a long career in medicine fixing people's bones. He and Bet had just been starting to do the normal retiree things, long trips, visits to the grandkids, meals out with friends. But about a year ago, Jack began noting how forgetful Bet was getting. After a series of tests, it came back that Bet has dementia. Most days now, she just sits in front of a TV watching news and sports. Their retirement plans are now looking a little more uncertain. Their two kids keep pushing back, wanting Jack to keep caring for Bet at home, but Jack realizes more and more each day that Bet would be better off in an assisted care facility where the caregivers can provide a higher quality of life. Love for Jack is hard work. I met Nellie more than a dozen years ago at a church rummage sale. Besides noting her good looks, she always looks about a a decade or so younger than she is. Maybe it's the blonde hair, the taut body, the high cheekbones, and besides that, she's super effervescent. At the rummage sale, she walked away with a plastic canoe 
which we thought no one would buy. And it wasn't long before I was swept up by the energy in her voice and connectedness with the church and the neighborhood we share, and we became friends. I soon learned Nellie had a real knack for collecting friends. I learned that at the first party of hers I attended. That's where they came together, the bright, the witty, the slow, the lost, the old, the immature. All of them, from a half dozen different generations, they're all given equal standing at her parties where food, fun, and song, and of course, love prevail. You see, Nellie has spent quite a bit of time working with the elderly, special ed people, down and outers, and some of them have graduated from client to friend. Even her ex-husband, there are two plus her current partner, are part of this amazing circle. She's had five children, two with her first husband, three with her second. Her mother, whom she is much like, just passed away recently in her 90s, and now Nellie and her sister and two brothers must find a way to care for her father. Did I mention that one of her three sons is living with her and her partner after a rough patch with drugs? She has a new day job as a special ed teacher at a heavily Hispanic charter school in Chicago. And about a year and a half ago, she became a grandmother, a title you would never associate her with. You shake your head sometimes that a person like Nellie can be so involved in so many people's lives. Nellie does have an escape hatch, a used camper that she and whoever else wants to tag along. That camper goes on the road many weekends of the year to a nearby state park on Lake Michigan where she takes long walks, plays guitar at campfire sing-alongs, and generally decompresses. I often ask myself how one person can have this much energy and love. If you've ever worked with special ed kids, and I actually did a couple times some years back as a substitute teacher, you realize just how absolutely taxing the caring for them can be. Add all the other involvement she has with her kids. Only one is married so far, and keeping in touch with her friends and taking care of her dad Love is hard work. And then there's Annie, once a successful museum manager, married a doctor, left her job, and moved overseas for a decade until he suddenly disappeared, leaving her deep in debt. Annie picked up the pieces, saved enough to buy a condo near Chicago's lakefront, got active in neighborhood affairs, and developed new friendships. But now in her late 50s and with the arrival of COVID, she has reluctantly rented out her home and moved to the suburbs to take care of her 90-plus-year-old mom who has a long list of ailments. Love is hard work. When my father died in Florida in 1995, my mother moved back to Chicago and into our household where we helped her along for the last 13 years of her life. She was a loving and generous woman, but with any but he, for those last years, 85 to 98 in her case, it was tough. But I loved her and remembered how hard she'd worked to raise me and my brother at a time when she also had to help my dad with his new business. None of these stories here is especially remarkable, but it's important for young people to remember that as you get older, 
people don't really want to work so hard. They've been doing it for decades, and now this, a sick or impaired person to care for. There has to be a reservoir somewhere inside people that can be summoned for this. While there's an old saying that God gives tough challenges only to those that can handle it, sometimes there's just no way to refuse. Love, as we know, is the life force and the way we keep going. We are on earth to reproduce and create the next generation and keep the species going. Love, or sex as we call it, is so powerful that the young are willing to make unimaginable sacrifices because of it. But the people I'm talking about here are at an age when sexual attraction has done its job and there's a next generation to carry things on. So what keeps them going? It's love, but this time love is really hard work. Taking the one they love to the doctor, to the hospital, to the clinic, making sure they have enough adult diapers, making sure they have their meds on time, giving them the home care they need. And then there's the problem of giving them a decent quality of life as well, not just sticking them in front of a TV set, but including them in plans, playing Scrabble with them, taking them to visit old neighbors, putting up with the eccentricities that can come with those years. I was out with my friend and his wife, whose dementia is gaining on her not long ago. This once vivacious scrub nurse was listening attentively to us as we talked and smiling, but she said nothing as she ate her salad with her fingers. It was heartbreaking, but it was worth it to try and keep her engaged. Love is hard work. As my wife and I approach the 80-year mark this year, we do so with optimism, but also with calm resignation. We already see what the future might look like and slowly walk towards it, buoyed up by the belief so well expressed by our Roman ancestors that amor vincit omnes, love conquers all. Happy St. Valentine's Day. You've been listening to Here Comes Yesterday, a podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead. Your ideas and reactions can also be very useful. Contact Frank Corrado via email at corrado at c4m.com. That's C-O-R-R-A-D-O at the letter C, the number 4, the letter M, dot com. This is Mel Zellman. Thank you for listening, and catch us next time.